0: You're listening to The Butterfly Effect Podcast, episode number 21. Since we're recently able to start extending our core group of people due to the COVID isolating, I was able to have my right-hand gal, Darian Kachorik, on to ask me all of the listener questions they had for me. If you enjoy this episode, all I ask is that you screenshot it and share it on your social media story or feed to show your love. If you have a second to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or SoundCloud, the show can continue to grow and expand its listeners. Taking the time to share it with your followers and subscribers will totally help keep it thriving so I can continue to bring you quality episodes like the one you listen to today. This is the Butterfly Effect Podcast, and I'm Ashlyn Newlove, tackling everything from fitness, nutrition, business, life, ice cream cones, and everything else in between to help inspire people to make one change that causes their ripple effect. This episode of the Butterfly Effect podcast is brought to you by Ashlyn from The Sweat Effect. Oh wait, that's me! If you like receiving discounts, visit thesweateffect.com podcast to see all of the podcast supporters and save cash money on everything from protein bars to skincare. Welcome to episode number 21! So for those of you who don't know me, I'm a fitness and nutrition coach helping people have fun, keep fit, and reach their goals while they're at it with my online program, The Sweat Effect. You know how in every other podcast, people usually bring on guests and ask them questions? Well, we'll be doing a little bit of that, but I also will be bringing on guest hosts to put me under the microscope. This week, we're going to be mixing it up a bit. If you follow The Sweat Effect on Instagram, you may have seen my post, well, a couple weeks ago now, opening up the questions to my listeners. While most of them were were nutrition-related, there were some that were more specific to pandemic-related motivation, but I'll let Darian introduce herself, and she can even throw some questions of her own at me. So Darian, tell the people about yourself. Who are you? What do you like
1: to do? And what is life taking you to now? Thanks, Ash. Um, Yes, as Ashlyn introduced myself, uh, my name is Darian Kachorik, and I'm actually a recent graduate. So I just completed my Bachelor of Science in Nutrition from the University of Saskatchewan, and I am now a dietitian candidate. I have yet to write my licensing exam, but due to the unfortunate events of COVID, that has been put off. So this November, I will complete my exam where I will officially be a registered dietitian. She, um, she's still really smart. Though, you guys. She still <laughs> knows everything about nutrition. Yeah, just a disclaimer. I swear I have the education behind it all.
0: And I know things are not as you thought that they were going to be right now with like work and things like that. But what are you doing kind of in this like in-between time? Like you've graduated, you're waiting to write your exam. What does that leave you to be?
1: Yeah, so right now in this little bit of in-between um, I'm just kind of building a name for myself in the nutrition world or as most as best as I can, given these times. But I am currently taking on nutrition clients uh, with a private practice and trying to just build my experience from there and take a little bit of time right now to kind of rest and recover from school. But just um, make the most of the time right now and continue to expand my knowledge in the nutrition world.
0: If you guys know Darian, she is a bit of an introvert. So this is slightly outside of her comfort zone, but I'll say that even already starting out, like Curtis was like very nervous in his speaking. So you're already like, (laughs) well, I appreciate that. I A step ahead of him. So the listeners had some questions Mm -hmm. and we've tried, I've tried to record this podcast two other times and I messed it up. Um, uh, Curtis came on and asked me the questions initially, but he's at work now, so Darian is here. And I know we're like getting near the end, kind of. I don't want to say the end of like isolation Mm -hmm. and stuff, but now phase three is opening up. So I, I hope that there are people out there that still are wondering what the answer to their pandemic-related motivation questions are.
1: But I'll let you ask me the questions, and yeah, we can see where it goes. That sounds great. Yeah, you got some interesting questions here, so I'll dive right in. So the first one is, what do you think about people using Isogenics? A friend of mine is starting and says it's the best. Well, I feel like that this is kind of a
0: an open and, like, says it's the best Mm -hmm. okay so are they saying it's the best for weight loss or it's the best like protein powder and things that i've actually used isogenics before so i know a little bit about it um i will say it tastes good but like is it any better than any other like protein powder or supplement out there and i'm sorry isogenics people like i don't want (laughs) you to come at me but i think that there are a lot of great products on the market out there so Um, is it the best in terms of helping you lose weight I have to say no like um, in any diet of any kind it's calorie deficit trumps all so it doesn't matter if you're integrating isogenics into your diet or not if you're not in a proper calorie deficit then no it's not going to be the best for that but I don't know if that's like what they were referring to as the best um like as far as like supplements and stuff go like I just use, um, like revolution brand protein powder. I don't know. What do you use?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think with all supplements, it's kind of just that it's to supplement your diet. I mean, if you're focusing on those other factors, you don't necessarily need them. So are they the best? That's really hard to gauge, but I mean, I like using protein powder here and there to flavor things, but yeah, yeah. I I don't drink a
0: protein shake. Yeah. Like making it a gag.
1: Yeah. I love like P science brand this oh, is not yes. sponsored <laughs> just for like flavor but i mean yeah maybe i don't give you a sponsorship
0: <laughs> now you said maybe. it
1: maybe We have great flavors but I do yes. yeah never to actually like use a supplement as like a meal replacement i've never personally so
0: you know why i think i use revolution oh um it has slightly slightly higher fat in it oh. and it's better for baking that way yeah Because it can be very dry if it's like zero fat in it. So I think that's why, because I went in to like Popeye's one time and I was just like, hey, what Mm -hmm. would be the best for me to... But yeah, I would prefer to eat like a piece of chicken that will physically fill my stomach than like drink a shake or something. But if I need to supplement with, you know, if I'm not going to reach my protein goal, then yeah, for sure I would have. But I would mix it into like oatmeal or something yeah
1: or like plain greek yogurt yeah i love to do that to flavor it
0: mine's always oatmeal and greek yogurt yeah. and protein powder i just that i think is really tasty some people i don't know do people still hate oatmeal oh i love oatmeal i love oatmeal Love oatmeal. every day <laughs> so i eat oatmeal every day too mm-hmm. my clients are probably like mm, she's always pushing oatmeal <laughs> on me and you know what before i like got more into like making sure that I was eating the right foods and things like that. I was probably meh over oatmeal as well, but now I like actually crave it.
1: Oh, I agree. I feel like you can just do it up so good. Like there's so many ways you can yeah, make like it dessert. so tasty. Yeah, So 100%. you could,
0: <laughs> like, isogenics is kind of expensive. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if I'd be buying it to mix an expensive like protein powder mm-hmm. into my oatmeal because I feel like that's kind of a waste, You know? Yeah.
1: I feel like if it's something where, um, you're just using it strictly for baking, like trying some fun protein baking or like mixing it into for flavor, I feel like you don't really necessarily have to worry too much about the brand or. And like, as people are like, well, if you have to eat so many grams of protein, like I do have follow Mm -hmm. a bit
0: higher protein diet, but let's look at Curtis, for instance. He eats a lot more protein Mm -hmm. than I do. And again, he can get 90% 90% of his from we are a protein bar family so if we had to choose between a protein bar and a shake Fair. we're we will have our protein bar so it's not that I don't have whey protein in my diet every day because I do it with something but totally. he's able to meet his pro- like we have to actually like watch that we don't aren't way over, over- protein. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but also we really like protein rich foods too so that helps yeah. when people are like I can't hit my protein I was like I'm like, no, that does not happen around here.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like on the topic of protein, it's Mm -hmm. kind of a nice lead into the second question, which was strictly counting macros. Yeah. Strictly counting macros, question mark. Yeah. Question question mark. mark. That's it. So. Okay. So again,
0: I have to kind of interpret like what Mm -hmm. this person meant by that. Like, I don't know if they're asking if I'm strictly counting macros or because there are like some different approaches that you can use. But essentially, it all boils down to the same thing that we talked about is being in a calorie deficit. So whether you're counting your macros and it's putting you into that calorie deficit, because if if people don't know this, so each of the macros are made up of so
1: Darian. How many uh, per gram of protein, how many calories are there? Four calories per gram of protein, four calories per gram of carbohydrate, and nine calories per gram of fat. So when you're looking at a label,
0: when there it lists the amount of grams of each one of those, that's how it makes up the caloric intake of the food. So if you're strictly counting your macros and you have your macros set to put you into a calorie deficit, then yeah, you can strictly count macros for weight loss Mm -hmm. or weight gain whatever you're whatever you're going after Um, but there are also other approaches and the thing with like things like I don't know keto and paleo diet and things like that the like reason why they work the reason why every diet Mm -hmm. works is because they're eating in a calorie deficit so whether they think that they're not or whatever and they eat all this food if it's working it's because their output of calories is more than their input yeah so are they asking do i strictly count macros i do i'm just going i'm going through a little bit of a cutting phase myself i'm just i'm at the tail end of it so and i'm excited to start adding food back in (laughs) again (laughs) i'm not that person who's scared of eating and i know that you know food is fuel and I can feel the difference in my training and things like that. So I'm like, you know, literally chomping at the bit to like get on my reverse diet and start Mm -hmm. adding things back in. Um, but there are other ways too that where you don't have to strictly count macros. So I have some clients that just like have a, calorie goal set with a protein goal and then you know kind of how their carbs and fats play out is is kind of up with to them so if they eat um a little bit higher carb lower fat i'm okay with that um or vice versa totally that's fine too and somebody asked me the other day they're like but do you find that one is better than the other no for joe blow like and i'm not calling anybody joe blow but like elite athletes and like people who are doing more training and stuff um for sure i would recommend being more macro specific but for everyday people totally that is totally fine and then you don't have the added stress of specifically counting macros which can be more time consuming and it can make people more stressed out
1: and things like that so (laughs) I agree I feel like it's like are macros end-all be-all no are they a great tool to help you understand what your body needs and how to properly fuel and nourishment absolutely they can be a helpful tool but um, for some people they aren't like you said some people like counting macros is totally something that might just like throw them off and that's not a great route to go so that's why like working with a nutrition coach or dietitian like helps you understand what might fit best for you?
0: Yeah, it's funny because this is a client. They're like, "Would you see better progress if you count?" It's like, like, I mean, you work out four times a week. Um, like, no, you won't see. Like, I there are people mm-hmm. who have seen the best results doing, you know, protein and and calories set for them based on what they need for their like lifestyle and stuff. Mm-hmm. And would it have? Would their results have changed by counting macros? It might have been worse, actually, because what if they never hit the macros, which people then are maybe eating more calories than they can, because if you're always over on it, then you can be taking in more calories. Or maybe it causes them so much stress because they can't figure out how to balance their macros. Now, like your hormones are like your cortisol and everything messed up. So could it be worse? Yeah. And I'm playing devil's advocate, but yeah, I truly believe that. No, it's not it's not the be all and end all and it you won't see better progress unless you're maybe, like I said, a higher performing athlete and then you have to consider that route. But people people might be all mad at me.
1: <laughs> like I care, this is my podcast.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, on that note then, can you lean out with a higher fat, lower carb diet? You definitely can. Yeah. yeah. Like if you prefer
0: and don't get me wrong, like when people come to me and they're, they're like, I would like to eat a little bit lower carb. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, for sure. But we're not going to do keto. I'm sorry. That's just one of my, and I saw a post the other day, um, by like a fellow nutrition mm-hmm. coach and she was like, how to choose the right nutrition coach. Yeah. I am not the right nutrition coach for people who want to do right. keto and that's okay. Yep. I'm okay. To turn, turn people away who want to do keto and seek out somebody who wants to coach them in that area. Will I do a higher fat, lower carb diet? For sure. Will you still see results with that? Yes. But there's an, you have to have an understanding of, because some people just feel better eating lower carb. They yeah. That's what they say. And you know what, yeah. whatever it is about that, that makes them feel better. I had this, I had this conversation with a client once too. We're seeing use this as the example. It was dairy related. Okay. And she said, I feel like um, when I eat dairy that I might have an intolerance to it. I said, oh, like, have you noticed anything? Mm -hmm. And she was like, well, I don't know, but I think so. And I said, okay, let's do a test. So you're going to buy lactose-free Greek yogurt and you're going to buy regular Greek yogurt and you're going to take a portion out of each of them and um, like just mark the bottom of the container so you can't see. Mm-hmm. You're going to eat. One day you're going to eat the lactose-free. You're, which, you're just going to grab one another yeah. the fridge. You're going to eat one of them. Yep. And then you're going to eat the other one, and you're going to notice any yep. symptoms. So she did that, and she was like, yeah, I, it, it's not lactose. <laughs> like She was like, I felt fine eating both of them. So it's like when people are, are saying, you know, I'd feel better eating lower-carb, I have to like again wonder like what they mean by that and like what is their training regime like and things like that. So many
1: other factors that go into it, right? Yeah,
0: Yeah. because if you took carbs away from me, like and not take them away, but like drop them way Mm -hmm. down, I would feel like I got hit by a bus when I went to work out. Mm -hmm. Um, They talk about like keto flu and things like that, and yeah, you will you can feel physically sick from eating that that low of carbs until you get used to it. Um, like on the other hand, like give some examples of why somebody would feel that they shouldn't be eating more carbs, like feel in their body.
1: Um, they might just feel like really sluggish or, um, they're, depending on like how insulin sensitive are they are too. They might just not digest them properly or have like their blood sugars like spike or drop or like it honestly just really depends on so many factors like their genetics, their lifestyle, their activity level, their um, like I kind of mentioned their insulin sensitivity. That's like a huge factor. And two, what kind of carbs? What kind of carbs? carbs? That's the biggest one. Yeah for sure.
0: Um like are you digging into a lot of Process, you know, refined yeah. sugar foods, yep, for sure, you are going to not feel as good when you're eating carbs. But if you swap those out for some different carbs, mm-hmm. and that's the other thing, I think people when they hear carbs, they're just like, oh, carbs are bread and pasta, pasta and rice, like, <laughs> like
1: cake, donuts, yeah. That's, what about fruit?
0: Yeah. Like, you want to go low glycemic? What about some berries mm-hmm. or something like, you know? So, yeah, I feel like when someone says, like, I don't respond, like, respond well to carbs, like, there are some different mm-hmm. things, too. So, again, yeah. you could try a day where you still ate carbs, but ate a different variety. Absolutely. Like we did with the, yep. the, the Greek yogurt thing and, and see, you know, mm-hmm. how you feel. But... Or is it that you've read so many bad things about carbs that you think you feel bad because of carbs, and that's a thing too, because there's so much like carb propaganda out there.
1: Oh yeah, I feel like there's more, no more controversy. Like carbs, are the most controversial topic in nutrition. I feel yes. like oh,
0: it's like you can still be eating well mm-hmm. and eating carbs. I actually saw an Instagram post the other day and it was about Katrin David's daughter. So she is a Mm -hmm. high level elite athlete. And someone commented on this post. They're like, yeah, well, Katrin eats lower carb because she eats such so clean. And I was like, you can still have a higher carb intake and eat really clean foods. Oh yeah. Like you can still eat like fruit that would still be considered a quote unquote clean food, but that's, that is a freaking buzzword anyways. I agree. Like if you want to, okay, so uh, sweet potatoes, um, fruit, you know, like I still consider rice and things like that being clean as well. So you can very easily take in 400 grams of carbs and still be eating very clean.
1: Absolutely. Like food without a label on it, right?
0: Yes, exactly. So again more controversy around carbs and people, I think, having the wrong idea about them. Yeah.
1: Uh, I love that.
0: Okay, what's the next one?
1: All right, I like this one. What is your favorite breakfast? (laughs) (laughs) Hmm, I have a few. I know it sounds
0: boring, but I kind of go between, like, three different things. But my main one, I think, is probably... Like recently, um, scrambled egg whites with cheese, because cheese mm-hmm. is my favorite. <laughs> Light cheese, of course, because I'm real wild like that. And then I sneak some veggies in that way. I've said it on this podcast before. I'm not good at getting my vegetables in, so I have to sneak <laughs> them in different ways. Um, so I'll put them in my eggs. And then... Oh, and also a good way to get veggies in mm-hmm. that's yeah. easy is... Please ignore my dogs, like, making noises in the background there, fam, because they all had to be in here with us when we recorded this, and now they're getting bored. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I buy the frozen um, fajita mix.
1: Yes, and so, I love that.
0: Yeah, it's so easy, and then mm-hmm. you don't even have to cut them up, and then, yeah, I'll just saute it for a little bit so that it gets some of the water out of it and doesn't make your eggs, like, yeah. Running. Like running
1: yeah, from all the excess
0: yeah, yeah water in it, and then then I'll add the egg whites and the cheese, and then yeah, some toast with just butter on it, like and not margarine. That's anybody who's like, oh, I switched from butter to margarine. No, <laughs> not you. No, not that's not a good switch. I don't yeah. like peanut butter though. It's not <sighs> like, like it's not like I dislike it, but if you were like, okay, Ashlyn, here is peanut butter toast or toast with butter on it for sure. Be toast, toast with butter. butter.
1: Oh, I would choose the peanut
0: butter. I I just love peanut butter. If someone was like, here's a Reese's peanut butter cup, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. But I don't know. It wouldn't be my first choice. Like, okay. So if you were at like the store for Mm -hmm. a chocolate bar, what would be your choice?
1: For a chocolate bar? (laughs) Which
0: I know you probably have never. Like when was the last time you like bought a chocolate Um, bar?
1: Probably Kit Kat or Reese's peanut butter cups. So Oh, it would be Reese's because yeah, you like, like I do butter. like peanut butter and I think it gets that little bit of saltiness in there too. It,
0: yeah. Yeah. But so mine would be like a score bar. Okay,
1: yes. <laughs>
0: yeah. Or um a score bar well, it's like something like that caramel, like crunchy. Crunch. Have you ever like crunchy bars? Yes, crunchy. Yeah. That's the other one I was trying to think of. The, just think like, <laughs> so yeah, it wouldn't be anything with peanut butter. That's fair. So if I order a protein bar, it's never yeah, the, the peanut, peanut butter, butter ones. And
1: can save them for me then. <laughs> People are always
0: like, have you tried the peanut butter built bars? And I was like, no, no I haven't. Have you?
1: Uh, I can't say I have actually. Oh, no, I've well, only tried a couple of the flavors. You're not a very good
0: fitspo, then. I'm sorry.
1: I'm just trying to be. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: oh, yeah, that's
0: right. I was just telling you the other day, I haven't taken enough post-workout selfies and posted them on... I was like, I don't feel like I'm very good at this, like, fitness Instagram thing, because I've never taken a post-workout selfie and posted it on social media, like, unless it was, like, you know, me and a friend, like, smiling mm-hmm. in a photo together, but yeah. I'm bad I'm bad at that so sorry guys I'm letting you guys down no peanut butter and no selfies after my workout <laughs> but yeah so eggs, eggs with toast yeah and like protein pancakes like Kodiak cakes we go through a lot yeah or yeah we made that post with all the 12 was it 12 different protein 12 pancakes, different
1: pancakes yeah. yeah
0: I asked the Instagram peeps if they could send me their favorite recipes and they pull through, so I've been working my way through that, and they're super good. I know we talked about, <laughs> you know, not eating a lot of protein powder and stuff, but mm-hmm. for me, like, I have to have a protein-rich breakfast, one, in to be able to reach my protein goal for the day, mm-hmm. but two, because everybody should be having a protein rich yeah. breakfast. Um, and so, yeah, if I am ha- wanting a sweeter breakfast, then I have to, yeah, I have to.
1: That's good. Kind of have two options
0: though. Like, uh, a savory. You like I
1: like that. Yeah. What's your favorite breakfast? My favorite breakfast. And I get some weird looks for this, even though you can't see me, but <laughs> ask my roommates. I've probably eaten this every day for the past, like four years, like all through university um egg white oatmeal so i'll make my oatmeal i cook my egg whites into okay. it top it with like strawberries mm-hmm. and like uh, a little bit of salt and like cinnamon salt and then, yeah a little sh- bit of salt a little oh. bit of salt just a little pinch okay. and then like himalayan with salt or just like salt. regular like I don't regular white about yeah. himalayan that doesn't matter <laughs> okay so just, just so- a little bit of regular salt yeah and then just a pinch yeah and then drizzle it with some peanut butter oh it's so good and sometimes i'll add a little bit of protein powder for like flavor yeah but honestly but you put the egg whites in i I cook the egg whites and you don't even know they're in there
0: i did once try those like there is like different flavors of egg whites you can get at like the supplements
1: i've seen that i've never tried it
0: yeah it was a very large jug though so i had a tough time getting through all of it but i feel like that i got the vanilla one and i feel Mm -hmm. like it would have been really good that probably would have been good
1: yeah because i'll use like protein if i have vanilla protein powder
0: I do love oatmeal like we were talking about. Yeah. And yeah, if I'm doing that, that'll be my like quick breakfast. Mm -hmm. If I was running out the door, I would like do quick oats and then um, some protein powder and Greek yogurt. But
1: yeah, I see a lot of
0: some and not a lot. I've seen this a few times now. Uh, Cauliflower.
1: Cauliflower. Oh, yeah. I've never tried it. I've seen it too. I wonder about that, about the
0: texture. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, so if you were looking, I guess, for like a lower carb option, Mm -hmm. and I mean, lower carb equals lower calories. So if you're Mm -hmm. looking for volume foods, that would be a good option too. I can't speak to what the texture is like, but I know some people who really like it. But yeah, I was, and Darian and I were talking about this earlier. I was telling her that I'm kind of a little bit scared that I'm going to one day get like okay so I love oatmeal gold bars like love 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 them me too and it's only if you love oatmeal like it's like Darren <laughs> and I <too. laughs> my one friend Braden, he was like he's like we were going for supper somewhere um we were out on the island and we had to take a ferry to another island he's yeah. like I'm pretty hungry and I was like oh I've got a protein bar in my in my bag in the back and he's like it's one of those dry oatmeal bars and I was like excuse me? It is not dry. It is like...
1: I think you're right. You must have to love oatmeal because everyone that I've tried to try them, they say this exact same thing. They're like, oh, I just can't. But it's not that it's
0: dry. And then he did say, okay, he's like, fine. It's not that it's dry. It just has that texture that's more yeah. like dense so
1: yeah I mean, you definitely need to have a bottle of water with you when you eat them
0: <laughs> yeah you needed like you wouldn't not have something yeah, to drink with it but definitely. we're really selling people on oatmeal gold. <laughs> I'm addicted to them
1: oh I had one on my way out here today
0: <laughs> yeah I had one this morning yep. so <laughs> I'm laughing because my dad whack way way back when you know tractor cab didn't have air conditioning every day he would take his thermos with his iced tea and it's so cold and he was hot after working in the hot cab the one day cracks open his iced tea and was like oh my god i'm gonna puke like i cannot take another sip he still cannot like smell iced tea to this day that was like 30 years ago wow so i'm scared that's gonna happen to me with oatmeal gold bars (laughs) <laughs> oh, I hope not. That would
1: be a sad day. That would be a sad
0: day. So I do automate, and Curtis also automates his bre- breakfast. is his absolute favorite <laughs> meal of the day, and um, yeah, we do automate it. But it's not like boring automated. Yeah. Like we still love it. It's not chicken and broccoli every day.
1: Oh right. Like if you're genuinely loving the meal, like I feel like yeah. But so, there's nothing wrong with that because <laughs> Jerry and I were saying
0: before, like we talk to clients about. You know automating meals because it does make you know things easier when you're tracking and whatnot and like it can just make your life way easier if you have some automated meals in there and i do that quite often but i also think back to my childhood and we automated meals a lot like my mom who's a really good cook automated meals and there's are still meals that i love today like who? I love spaghetti and meat mm-hmm. sauce. Like
1: that's such every delicious... Wednesday night, that's what it was for us growing up.
0: <laughs> See, it's yeah. so funny. Like you guys had a specific night. We never we had did. a specific night. Yeah. Um. Because but like that rotation of yeah. yeah. I, I still remember like um like not I'm try not pot roast freaking we didn't have pot roast we had roast beef. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't even I, I don't love roast beef mm-hmm. um because it can be sometimes people can do it like overdone. Yeah. But roast beef mashed potatoes veggies and uh like or we do bar, s- like steaks on the barbecue with um like a vegetable it was always like a vegetable and a starch we were like very consistent usually baked potato probably then mm-hmm. with our steak mashed potato with our yeah um roast. Yeah, yeah she would do stir fry yes and put her rice in the you know like very meat veg Yeah, it was very balanced. Very balanced way of eating. Good for you, Mom, for doing that and not even knowing. (laughs) So, yeah, we automated and it made her life easier for buying groceries, Mm -hmm. less decision fatigue, and we do that with our breakfast here. So, I don't see
1: anything wrong with that. Agreed. Okay, what's the next one? All right. Best exercises for stubborn belly budge. I am using this isolation period to get fit. I love that this person is,
0: like, using this time mm-hmm. to, yeah, work on them and, like, have, has seen this as an opportunity as opposed to, you know, a negative period in their life. I yeah. use this as an opportunity as well. Yeah. I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? I need to make... I need to do a little cut to make my gymnastics a little bit more efficient, and this was the perfect time to do it. And, yeah, this person is taking the time to get fit as well, so I like that, but you know what um and i'm gonna i'm interested to hear your take on this as well Mm -hmm. because um you know curtis and i had tried to record this podcast and we had (laughs) talked about this so this is why it's very annoying so curtis was overweight um like as as a teenager like growing up and stuff like that i think he was like probably 250 pounds and like 250 pounds with like no muscle so he was heavier um lost the weight very Mm -hmm. fit um and muscular so and now he weighs like under 200, like probably 195, 190, some, somewhere in there. And he always says too, that like for him, like he has a little bit of like stubborn, like Mm -hmm. stomach fat as well. Like he could be very, very lean and still carry, Mm -hmm. like that will be the area where he carries his stubborn fat. And I do know like there's a CrossFit Games athlete and I can't remember his name right now. It was the same thing. He was quite big, Mm -hmm. lost a bunch of weight, got super fit mid to the crossfit games same thing even though he's very lean
1: mm-hmm.
0: um still carries that like belly fat as well so like sometimes there aren't enough exercises in mm-hmm. the world and sometimes there isn't even the most best appropriate diet that is going to to lose that sometimes it's genetics i agree and it just you know and i'm not trying to be discouraging by any means um but i mean to build core muscles i would say like planking and things like that first of all anybody everybody should be planking (laughs) nobody nobody wants to plank because it's hard yeah planking is hard no it is like i know like four people that are really good at planking Really? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> like, yeah. and someone's like, I can hold it for five minutes. I was like,
1: I that's was struggling impressive.
0: for two. Yeah. I'm like, I have a bad back. So now my coach programs it more because there's this back specialist, maybe, is his name Stu McGill? I, don't quote me on that. I think I'm on the right track there though. Okay, um, But he's like studied back injuries and worked with like mm-hmm. athletes and like all these different people with back injuries and one of like the main exercises that he has them do is like lots of mm-hmm. you know front and side planking and things like that so that's why like if you want like strong core mm-hmm. planking for sure I still like there's still other things as well like hollow body holds and hollow body rocks and um things like that so those are all great for core stuff as well but yeah like I don't know um Do you guys ever talk about, like, stubborn fat, like, when you were in university? When you were in university all that, all those many months ago, (laughs) as in (laughs) three months ago, did you guys ever talk about stubborn fat?
1: No, you know, it was never really, um, like, like, body focused, I guess, in that sense. It was more, like, metabolic. Which is so funny, because when I
0: read something like that, like, a stubborn belly fat my first um, thought
1: is nutrition. yeah and you know it's it's more just like metabolic processes in the body and um like specific foods, but it never was like targeted at, at like um, really dealing with weight or stubborn areas like surrounding our nutrition is more like the scientific background about it, not really. Um, to do with that part which I find very interesting as well and I agree with what you said how it's like you can't really spot reduce so your nutrition Mm -hmm. does play a big role but your genetics play probably an even bigger role yeah I think when it comes to those like stubborn areas but
0: okay but I'm gonna throw something out there because Mm -hmm. this is actually pretty crazy so um I like my stubborn fat is like through my um butt and like quads area like that would be if I had a a place where if I wasn't exercising, just dieting, that's where the weight would hang most. I'm always still thicker in those areas. I've always, everyone's, everyone's always like, Ashlyn, your abs. Again, it's completely genetic. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't train anything specifically yeah. to have abs. It's that it was just a byproduct of doing CrossFit. Like I didn't mm-hmm. do anything different than anyone else was doing. Um, there's other girls that were at the gym who had like, like, Nice, round, small butt, Mm -hmm. like, perfectly defined quads. I'm not that person, okay? But I was telling Curtis um, the other day, I was like, my lower stomach isn't as lean as it used to be. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm carrying some lower belly fat as well. And, like, I'm weighing the same that, you know, I did. I was like, I could get maybe super lean, yeah. but I know that my stomach looked different than this when I was this weight before, and so now as I start my, like, reverse diet and adding yeah. more food in, because I do want to put on more muscle, like, my strength has never faltered, I've actually continued to get stronger, like, while I've been dieting, yeah. but... I'm gonna have to see if I can put on more muscle mm-hmm. just to burn. I guess it's weird, and I'm not focused on that by any means. Like, no, I'm not being like unbody positive yeah. by any means. It's I am very like when I look at myself, I'm just like, oh, that's different than what it was before. And Absolutely, I, and I
1: think for women too, like when you carry it around your midsection more, that is just our body's like natural like. I mean, we're meant to carry children, right? So that's like Mm -hmm. our body's way of protecting those internal organs there and preparing us to have more um, adipose tissue there so that we have more nutrients if we were to carry a child. So, I mean, I know some women are maybe just genetically blessed where they are extremely lean there, but... Sometimes it can come at a risk, which I won't go too deep into. But yeah, yeah. so it's interesting you pointed that out. Yeah,
0: it's just funny because I have been this Mm -hmm. exact same weight before and have noticed. So it's just, yeah, I'm going to have to like put on some more muscle to see how my body changes again. Um, So that's why another reason I'm kind of like looking forward to getting... You know, into the reverse diet and Mm -hmm. like adding more calories and strength and stuff back in for performance too. But I love to see the way that the human body changes. Um, It's so interesting. Yeah, and just playing around with that. So, um, so specifically for stubborn belly bulge, I can't say one thing for certain, but I can say for everybody out there, like you should be planking. And if you have a back injury, one hundred and ten percent, you should be planking. And it is boring and it sucks, but it transfers over. And just so many other movements and things like that too. So that's my, if I were to choose an exercise, that would be, that would be what it is.
1: All right. Okay. I like that. Okay. What do you got next? Um, I was doing so good before quarantine and now I feel like I've taken 10 steps back. Help. Mm. Like I just recently started um, a nutrition challenge
0: um, yeah. and some of the people were like, I've put on 10 to 15 pounds this quarantine. Like, I need I need something to get me kind of back on track or whatever. And, yeah, like, I mean, this is one of the most stressful times that some people have ever dealt with in their entire life. Mm-hmm. So I agree. Like- I think that people forget that. Yeah. I also feel like you see a lot of things happening on social media and you're comparing yourself to what other people are doing and it's mm-hmm. you can't you can't because you don't know what that person's going through um i was talking to someone and they were like actually i've talked to a lot of my clients who were telling me like how hard it was to homeschool their kids but then i was like yeah but like it's hard like other people are finding hard in their-. and they she was like no like i see on instagram like some people are like having and i was like I think you just said it right there. You saw Mm -hmm. it on Instagram. Like, how many people are, like, leading these perfect Instagram lives when it's not so perfect? So I think that that makes people feel worse about things too. So it's an extremely stressful time. And now you're comparing yourself to other people who are seemingly making it look easy. Yeah. Um, If you were to look at me and be like you know, how like, okay, so you lost weight and like fitness was going well and blah, blah, blah. Like you can't compare your chapter one to someone else's chapter 20. Um, For one, I thrive in (laughs) under pressure environments. Mm -hmm. I do like, I'm like, oh, I'm going to come up with a new business idea. I'm going to, you know, I, it's just different for everyone. So, if some people were like this is really hard and I'm really struggling with it, it's okay. It's not the most motivating time in the world. Like Absolutely. Trust me. And I actually have found this time extremely motivating just because I don't have FOMO living out here in the middle of mm-hmm. nowhere anymore. Right? I I look at Instagram and I'm like Look at everyone having so much fun with, you know, other people at the gym and pushing each other. And am I out here working out by myself? And it was really cold at the beginning of quarantine. Like, I'm like, this friggin' sucks. It's cold. I am not, you know, like everyone's. And then everybody was like down onto my level. Everybody was working out at home. And I was like, this is, I'm thriving right now because I don't feel like I'm missing out. So when you look at me and you're like, oh, you look like you're doing awesome in quarantine yeah, like I feel better in quarantine because I'm not comparing myself. Still, yeah. It's the same thing. It like, still
1: is the same for you.
0: It's comparing. Absolutely. And yeah. So it's okay that you feel like you've taken 10 step back. Mm-hmm. I think the other thing that people are worried about is like, okay, the gyms are closed Yeah. and I am going to come back and I'm going to have lost all this progress and all of this muscle. Okay. One, it takes a really, it, like, it takes a long time to lose mm-hmm. the muscle. You're not going to walk away from quarantine losing 10 pounds of muscle no. by any means. You know, people are, who are worried about, you know, fitness and things like that. They're still working out and they're still trying hard and you're still doing what you can do. Um, the other thing is everybody's essentially in the same boat, you know, nobody that you went to the gym with is getting ahead of you. And I think that sometimes people worry about that too they're like, you know, it gets a little competitive at the gym and things Absolutely, like that. Absolutely, yeah. And you're like, well, Joe Blow is going to now be better than me at everything. And we were kind of on an even playing field. Now people who don't do CrossFit and listen to this podcast are going to be like, what is wrong with you people? <laughs> like, just work out for help. <laughs> Sometimes you get a little competitive when it comes to the sport of CrossFit. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think it'll be as bad if you gained 10 or 15 pounds, like maybe you do need to reach out to someone else or Mm -hmm. find an accountability buddy or... And I I do know now that there was just the announcement of the potential reopen date in a few weeks of the gym. So it's like, you know what? I feel like you can really look at these next, like two and a half, three weeks, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. and be like, okay, if I haven't been working out, maybe I do try and start to get like more home workouts in or more you know, body weight stuff in like I think you can use that as fuel knowing that the gym is yeah. is opening again. You know, like that can be motivation.
1: I agree. And just start small. Like it's yeah. one thing you could literally start with today that will topple the lead domino for the rest. Totally. And like if it were me, mm-hmm.
0: um I would definitely have focused on like if I didn't have any equipment. Yeah. I'm I hate, like, this is. (laughs) I was just talking. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm not a great runner. And, Mm -hmm. like, it's not that I'm saying, like, bad things about myself. Long distance run. I was a sprinter when I was in high school. I was a good sprinter. Like, you want to go full out for 100 meters? Like, I'll do that any day. It's a longer endurance I'm not great at, but I'm starting to run more and I'm looking forward to getting better at it. (laughs) However, if I didn't have any equipment, I would have, like, probably, you know, chose running as my like thing to do for fitness to get better at and then that honestly would have transferred over a lot into other workouts and stuff when you get back to the gym I like that but you can still like I said it's two and a half three weeks away Mm -hmm. like you can still start something you put your shoes on and like see where it gets you type of a thing like I hope that you know the now that quarantine's starting to wrap up and like kind of ish get back to normal that People are finding, like, this newfound, like, you know, motivation and everything again. But mm-hmm. still, we have a, a few more weeks.
1: So, it's like, let's start small. I Absolutely. A hundred percent. Start small. I think that's the best thing you can do. Yeah. Okay, what do you got next? Well, it kind of relates to the previous question. How do you stay motivated during quarantine? Like,
0: specifically, like, if I were to tell someone specifically, mm-hmm. like, um, I, I Okay, so motivation isn't something that just happens. No, it's a feeling. Yeah, like motivation is a feeling. You can't make motivation yeah. happen. It's like if, if you're, you can't force yourself to be happy if mm-hmm. you're really sad. So it would be the same thing, totally. okay? And anybody who struggled in that area too is going to be like, I understand what you're saying. Like I, mm-hmm. you know. So you cannot force motivation. However, there are tools that you can use to help you stay accountable. Mm-hmm. You can reach out to a friend. You can have an accountability buddy. And maybe you guys work out. And like I know there's a lot of Zoom fitness mm-hmm. calls happening. Um, now that people were allowed to get together in small groups again. People were like you were going to the track. Yeah. Were you And like
1: social distancing workouts or yeah. yeah.
0: Going outside and getting your workout in with some other people. Yep. And just I think. Having that person to, like, even if you're not working out with them, to, like, text you or check in with you and you check in with them and you're just on this journey together. Like, before my friend's, my best friend's wedding, like, it was probably, like, eight years ago or so. We were, Her wedding was in Mexico, so we were all like, we need to lose weight for your wedding. <laughs> Obviously, we take a different approach to things now. <laughs> but she, we were each other's accountability buddy. And mm-hmm. we, like, texted back and forth all the time and, like, That held us accountable. So that would be my first one. The second one, um, for a lower cost, like there's lots of nutrition challenges going on. Like this isn't me being like, do my nutrition challenge. You can't do my Mm -hmm. nutrition challenge because it already started anyway. So, (laughs) but there is like so many nutrition coaches out there doing nutrition challenges. You had just done one yourself, Mm -hmm. um, with another group of people like they're sign up for those because they're relatively cost effective. Yep. Absolutely. Actually, I actually have an old client who signs up for every single nutrition challenge that I do because she's like it fits into my budget yeah. and especially over like this isolation period, like some people aren't like aren't working as much. She was like, So it fits in my budget, it holds me accountable every day. Even though she knows what the challenge is gonna be that day, she signs up every time because she likes the way it keeps her accountable for mm-hmm. the day. So that would be like my next step in like accountability yeah. and then after that i would say hire like a coach right and that could be and that's not just a nutrition coach mm-hmm. that could be a like fitness coach like right i have a fitness coach mm-hmm. um and yeah it could be nutrition coach it could be someone who does both who does your workout programming for you as well as your fit or nutrition so that type of accountability and it's just doing things in your day that can help promote a positive feeling yeah.
1: around it. Like those feelings it. come through in our actions, right? So it's kind of that cycle. Yeah. And then once
0: those positive feelings are rolling, yeah. it creates motivation. Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, maybe you started off and you weren't that motivated, but you did some of those other steps, you know? Yeah. It, I call it like external motivation because yeah. it is not that's not internal motivation by any means. Yeah. <laughs> but also I will say you guys sometimes I get a little offended when someone messages me and I know they mean well, and they say, I wish I had your motivation. Like there are days that I don't have any motivation. So you can't just like chalk it up to my, to myself feeling motivated. Like I've said, um, like on my Instagram and stuff like that, Fridays are really hard for me. I don't know why. Um, I don't know. I have no idea why. Motivation is usually low unless I have a friend to work out with. (laughs) And, uh, during last cause she's going to work out with me. After this. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but if for some reason I have low motivation on Fridays, but it doesn't mean I don't do it. I get out there and if I have to tell myself, okay, we're just going to like work through things. I generally end up trying harder than I thought I was going to, but just like getting out there, right. I'll maybe have some caffeine, turn on some good music, like just trying to get into the feel of it a little bit, but no, like the to say to me, like, I wish I had your motivation. It's not every day that I feel motivated to work out, which sounds weird coming from someone who has, like, a fitness portioned business as well. I just have to have the discipline and the drive to get out and do it. So, yeah, you you won't find motivation sitting on the couch, but you will find it if you use your determination to just keep trying to do things. And it can, like... And we talked about starting out simple, Mm -hmm. even if it's getting out and walking. Going for
1: a walk. I agree.
0: Like, there's nothing more unmotivating than spiraling down a Netflix Mm -hmm. rabbit hole. Like, that is incredibly unmotivating. And, of course, you're not going to get up up, off of that. Actually, I find it hard some days. um, If I've taken, like, multiple days off, like, say we were away, sometimes I feel, like, really excited to, like, get back and work Mm -hmm. out. But... uh, so other times i'm like oh it's been a few days like i've gotten into like the routine now
1: of not working out yes i've totally experienced that about. Yeah. and then you about. have to get back
0: into yeah. the routine of working out again you do so yeah that is my that's how you get motivation not yeah. stay motivated that's how it's, you can yeah. start finding it and
1: i think it's important to remember that you're never always going to be like motivated like you said like so don't expect yourself to always feel motivated because it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. You can't rely on that feeling. Sometimes you just have to rely on grit, <laughs> like literal grit. Yeah. And two, like I said, I am 110% different if I have somebody to mm-hmm. work out with. And that's why it's hard for people right now because people aren't used to practicing working yeah. out on their own. And this is new to them. And I've been practicing this for two years. Yes. So if for four to five days or even three out of five days, like if it was a really cold crappy week, because I find weather affects me a lot, I might've had to kick my butt out there like for a couple times that week, you know? Yeah. It's different if you can like pull up to the gym on a cold crappy day and you just go inside because when you walk in that door, even if you didn't feel like it, it's a shift in mindset for sure. Like you're like, Oh, I'm at the gym, the people around and like, you're definitely more motivated once you get there for sure. So I think people, you can beat yourself up about like levels of motivation either because Mm -hmm. no one is motivated 100% of the time. I will tell you that for certain. (laughs) And two, I like to think that I portray life like pretty like as it is on Instagram. And I will say if I'm not motivated too. Mm -hmm. So it's not like I'm out there being like, Oh my God, I guess, feel awesome coming out to the garage today. <laughs> no, it's hard work. So, yeah. Um, but also, don't get me wrong, like I appreciate that people notice my effort in the gym and I think Absolutely. that's what they're trying yeah, to say. Like, I think so too. I wish I had your motivation. Yes. And I'm like, it's not
1: motivation though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next?
1: What are your workout goals while at home? I feel like these are all kind of Yeah, they kind of
0: like, they kind of flowed. Yeah. Um my workout goals never changed. So I think this is going to be an interesting one for you because you, um, were working out in a Mm -hmm. gym and then had to come and work out at home. So my workout goals didn't change. Like I said, if I didn't have equipment, I would have focused on running more that that's something that I would have needed to get better at. Um, but like, tell me how your flow from going to the gym in group classes, to working out at home with what's your equipment at home
1: uh dumbbells pair of dumbbells pair of dumbbells okay what yeah
0: like so what have you found like for workouts like are you just like googling around like finding
1: yeah you know um transitioning from like being in the CrossFit gym I feel like I'm still fairly new to CrossFit it's only coming up on my second year so I did have some pretty big goals like I was like oh I want to get my first bar muscle up and you know work on all these other skills so then when kind of COVID hit and the gym shut down I did have that period of like woe was me and I felt so defeated and it's like boo like I can't go to the gym anymore and most recently I am very lucky where a local gym did let me borrow a barbell so now I've added a barbell to my repertoire of equipment yep. but um Yeah, transitioning from the gym to at home, um, I just found like some programs online that there was a few, um, like Comptrain, this is not a sponsor plug or anything, (laughs) but they were offering like at-home workouts for free from your email. And they were very similar to what they were programming if you're in a gym, but they just changed it to dumbbell or body weight only. Mm -hmm. So I would do that. And then did
0: they give other options? So it's like, if you had this equipment, you could do this. Yeah, so they
1: would do an equipment version, and then a no equipment version, just like body weight. So okay. I found that really helpful, and it totally changed from having maybe specific skill goals to just moving my body in yeah. a way that felt really great for me. And so you yeah.
0: did kind of stick to like one program though.
1: I did, yeah. That's, I and, tried to,
0: and that's good because then you you aren't overusing. Yes, and then you're I, not yeah. cherry picking too. Absolutely, yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. But I mean, so. you did a
0: lot of burpees.
1: A lot of burpees. <laughs> A lot of burpees. I don't even want to think about how many burpees.
0: Like everybody's gonna go back to the gym, and they're gonna be so good at at burpees. And I'm gonna I'm gonna come up against someone in the competition, (laughs) and they're just gonna smoke me in a burpee workout because I just still do the same amount of burpees I always did. (laughs) Okay, so that's that's awesome. Like I feel like again by sticking to one program that's going to benefit people the most mm-hmm. and the people like from programs like comp train and things like that yeah. um they it's the same thing like yeah. they know the programming and whatever um this isn't also a plug for me but <laughs> i have my own at home workouts yeah. we've always been at home workouts at the sweat effect um because some people mm-hmm. just can't work yeah. out in a gym and it's the same thing too like i always program them and i don't don't get i I take the workouts from uh, someone else who has more knowledge in Mm -hmm. fitness programming than I do. And then I take them and adjust them to at-home versions, which people could use barbells for if they have at home, but I always um, adjust them to being done with dumbbells and kettlebells because just minimum amount of equipment and space type of a thing. Yeah. And then you can, if you had a barbell, do the workouts with a barbell or whatever it is, mix it up. If you had a rower, cause there are people who had those things in their homes. So, Again, we're kind of our own little community. Like, my people are so friggin' cute. We use Sugarwad, <laughs> and they're always, like, fist-bumping each other on oh, there. Have that. you ever used Sugarwad? I
1: haven't, actually. It's
0: super cute. You give, Instead of, like, liking something, you give yeah. someone a fist-bump, and they're always, like, commenting, they're like, you've been crushing I'm like, I love reading it. I never, like, interject or anything, but I, like, yeah. go through and read their little comments to each other. I was like, you guys are so supportive, and none of them know each other
1: really yeah
0: i like that. they don't know each other at all um somebody might see someone on there that they know and they're mm-hmm. like hey i didn't know you were working with ashlyn and yeah so it's very very cute and i feel like they've been a good little support system as well and that's that comp- like that competitive yeah you know you see someone score oh, on there totally. they don't even know each other This like no. they're like oh so and so i got my eye on her
1: yeah, i agree <laughs> friendly competition There's yeah wrong with that
0: so the spot effect workouts, mm-hmm. they were always around um, for at-home and stuff. I never like, really promoted that aspect of things. Like a lot no. of gyms had like Zoom classes and yeah. things like that. Um, which was great. Which was great. Did you do many any classes? I with, didn't actually. You never did no, any? I never did oh. any. I actually had a Sorry. client who like went around <laughs> and like did if gyms were different gyms were offering like anyone to come she would like try them out and she would work out with like different people different gyms and i thought it was incredible that is so awesome so yeah she got to try some different things and some different like coaching and yeah so that's awesome and i've seen some like i actually um know a girl from winnipeg who owns a gym there and i want to say they had like 15 or 20 people like regularly in their noon class in the zoom noon
1: class yeah actually the gym i used to go to in Regina, i still am like part of their community on yep. online and stuff and i see like every day they yeah they easily have over 10 members showing up for some of the cla- classes and it's like that is so nice and they yes. always screenshot their faces and yeah so it's nice to see how everyone just keeping each other accountable and yeah
0: and that's what it is right it's accountability it because you could post a workout and they could yeah. do it at home but instead you're all connected through this and Absolutely. you know that people are suffering yeah. with you as well and my suffering you finish and you're like that was awesome but still you know people were doing it with yeah.
1: you um kay did you have anything so this one hopefully isn't too loaded of a question but I kind of want to talk a little bit about extremes in nutrition, business, the fitness world, especially on social media. So right now, more than ever, you do see variance in the way people present their ideals when it comes to nutrition or business. And sometimes you're honestly like me to feel bad if you don't fit a standard or you have a different approach to working with someone. So what's kind of your take on this?
0: It's funny because extremes are, it's like Everything. Mm-hmm. We ride these crazy extremes on social media and then I feel like everybody jumps on board. Mm-hmm. Um, So it's like, okay, so there's the body positive extremes. Yeah. And this is where it's like, I almost feel bad about liking the way that I look when I'm at, like, you know, when I'm watching my nutrition and, like, my exercises on mm-hmm. point. And the way that my body changes, like some people will make me feel bad about liking my athletic body, Mm -hmm. which is so funny because they talk about body positivity and I'm like being positive about like the way I look and feel. And I think that's why the clients that work with me work with me. Mm -hmm. um, And not because I like promote, like you're going to get like super lean and jacked or anything. Right. But they understand that like, I, I look a certain way because I like it. And that makes me feel positive about my body. Mm -hmm. But on the extreme, I feel like people are like, oh, well, by promoting leanness, and I'm not by no means like too lean, like I'm of an average leanness, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, that they're like, oh, if, if you're not like, I feel like they think lean is bad. And then they make me feel bad when it's supposed to be body positivity. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Body positivity to me says just you're positive about the way that your body looks, not necessarily because you can't be lean. And I like the way that I look and feel when I'm lean. I just... And it's okay to have confidence in your body. So I feel like that's one of those extremes Mm -hmm. right now. So like oh man, and I've had trolls and stuff on Instagram. <laughs> I always say, you know what? That's how you know you're like, make, making your break into the world is when you start getting trolls. Like, I've had people say like, terrible things. Oh. Like, um, like, why does your body look like like that? And like, pull up your pants was one of them. And I was like, but my pants are up as high as they'll go. Like, that's just the way my body's built. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing oh. anything like extreme or unhealthy And the way that I eat or exercise, Mm -hmm. um, uh, my hormones are all good and like I'm 37 now. So I have to be like, I make sure I'm very in tune with all of those things. So, um, I never have like issues like with my period or Mm -hmm. anything like that. So I'm, I'm very conscious of that. And, um, I never promote anything that's extreme in, you know, that sense, but yeah. So body positivity—that's one of the ones. Mm-hmm. I f- yeah, it's like now, unless you like, I don't. And I don't like.
1: How would you explain it? Like if you're well, I see it sometimes as like this like swinging pendulum, and I feel like some people are way on to the left of the pendulum, and some people are way to the extreme on the right, and there's really like sometimes no balance in between. So it's like if you're um, all the way on the left for the body positivity Mm -hmm. movement, let's say, and that's how you want to approach working with people. That's great. But then there's the people all the way on the right where it's like, they're very strict and regimented and that's fine too, but Mm -hmm. it's meeting people in the middle. And also the ultimate goal, like as a nutrition coach, like as a diet, is like working with people is what's working best for your client and what's going to make them feel their best. But yeah, I often just see it on this big pendulum and I feel like there's no middle ground. Like,
0: it used to be really strict. Yeah. like Like, it was like, you eat chicken and broccoli. Right. And like, yes. we are hard, yeah. hard dieters and things yeah. like that. But now it's like, you have to love yourself. And I think that everybody should love themselves. Yeah. But I don't think anybody should make somebody feel bad if they... Have a weight loss goal. Yeah, ha- exactly. Have a weight loss goal. Um, as far as... And like, Darian and I were talking about this the other day, like business mm-hmm. related it used to be like hustle and mm-hmm. like work your butt off and um those types of things which like i feel like i do but now it's like it's frowned upon it's like if you're not taking like like self-care or so, but like sometimes i just like working and not because yeah. i'm overworked or anything like that but now i feel guilty but it was the hustle hard extreme mm-hmm. At one time, um, it's the same in nutrition. It's like the no diet diet. Yes. And then for people who do have a weight loss goal and they want to, and let's be real, Darian, what's the definition of a diet? Come on, you know the definition of a diet. Yeah, the the diet is the diet is what you eat. Yeah. So (laughs) So when people are like no diet, oh, so we're not supposed to eat? Yes. Everyone is on a diet. It is comprised of what you eat. Mm -hmm. What they're confusing it with is a calorie deficit. Yeah. So when they say the no diet diet, what they're really meaning is like the no calorie deficit.
1: Yeah. Or kind of like restricting different foods or choosing other foods over the other based on maybe what you might achieve with them. So
0: here's my take on that. Um, I don't tell my clients to restrict any Mm. foods. I feel like we can find a way to work it into their diet. However, in order to meet that caloric balance that we're looking for, yeah, like sometimes you need to have portion control. Some moderation. Yeah. So this no diet diet, like, I don't... Because I don't really read into them. Are they promoting no
1: moderation? Is that what they're saying? Like they don't want you to moderate or? I think, and I'm honestly not that well versed in it either, but the no diet diet, I think the big premise of it is really just accepting all foods as is and not putting a label on anything.
0: Hey, I don't put a label on anything mm-hmm. either. Like there is nothing, I don't consider foods good or bad. I consider yeah. foods, like, some are more nutrient-rich mm-hmm. than others. And, yes, I still... And we talked about labeled food and stuff like that. I still eat foods with that come out of labeled... Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm very, like... I'm on the softer end. Like, there are other people who are more, like, whole foods and things like that. Yes, I'm, like, 70-30. Like, a lot of people are 80-20. I'm, like, mm-hmm. I'll let you go, you know, 70, yeah. 70% whole foods, 30% of, like, you know, your others. And... I don't know um, if you want to talk about like intuitive eating, like if, mm-hmm. if what they're saying is that they don't like people tracking or um, measuring their intake. Well, I teach people, I made a whole course on intuitive eating and how to learn to eat mindfully, like after people have used tools mm-hmm. that help them with their intake. Yeah. So again, but it, it's like now it's like, oh, because you teach people how to track their food like that's not the cool way to do weight loss you're only cool you're only cool to tell people how to do nutrition if you're telling them not to do anything it seems like
1: (laughs) oh you literally can't win and i think it is important just to recognize like working with your client and meeting them where they're at and it's probably going to be a mesh of both worlds And
0: we talked about this, like if that's not what you're into, then you just need to find a coach that does do what you're into. But I don't feel like people can make others feel bad for their approach to nutrition, Mm -hmm. business, um, body positivity. Well, I mean, you don't want body negativity, Mm -hmm. but like if, if people love one way or the other, like you can't tell someone they're wrong I can't because I have a weight because I had a weight loss school.
1: Like, I agree. You,
0: like you can't make me feel bad about that. So yeah, like I'm I'm interested to hear like because people always message me about <laughs> like once they've listened to the episodes. Oh, yeah. And um generally people who follow me, they follow me because they like they have the same type of a mindset that I yeah. do, right? You follow people who, yeah, you're not gonna follow someone who you find super annoying unless you're doing <laughs> it to see them fail. But either people will be like, mm, I can see what you're saying, or they'll be like, I don't know. Like, but I just feel like, yeah, I there's always these fads in yeah. the extreme. So it was like the carb no carb thing. <laughs> like it's always about extremes, like. I'm just, like, the moderation gal, you know?
1: You're, like, in the middle of the pendulum. I know.
0: Yeah. The middle of the pendulum, just helping people lose weight or gain muscle or whatever it is their goal is. Um, I don't work as much with people who want to gain muscle. I I wish that I had more clients that wanted to do that because that's, like, super fun. I have mm-hmm. a lady right now. Um, like, yeah, she is – it's crazy. She lives in a small town. Yep and she just got like super ripped in her house just you know and she works and has kids and it's like i love it i love following those journeys too as much as i love mm-hmm. seeing people like transform their their health and stuff too oh
1: client successes are they just make your day <laughs>
0: yeah and it could be like anything but so again it's not that it's not that i'm promoting that people have to be super you know ripped or anything like that is that was just like what happened to her body it literally that was just the way it changed when we started like adding calories and stuff back in but it was just a very cool transformation Mm -hmm. to be a part of so yeah again people are gonna listen to this podcast that you know want to hear what my opinion is whether or not they agree with it so i'm putting it out there it's out there now
1: extreme
0: extreme (laughs) things i'm sorry I don't agree with one extreme or the other. Just be in the middle. And yeah, uh, it'll be interesting if any of, because you've got lots of dietitian friends and Mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll tell you their opinion on the subject too. And I'd be interested to hear, you know, what they have to say. They're probably like, what does she know? (laughs) She's not even a dietitian. She's just a goddamn nutritionist. Do you guys want to know the biggest way to offend a dietitian? Call them a <laughs> <nutrition. laughs> And
1: you heard it here.
0: Yeah. Hey, I know that. I've worked with dietitians before. How did I get into this industry? I worked for a dietitian yes. who had enough confidence in my abilities yes. that she hired me. So, you know, like... <laughs> I got mutual respect here, so but I can laugh about that too because, yes, Darian has gone to university and she's a very smart gal too. Okay, well, I think that's a great place to end it. Thanks so much for coming on and finally making a successful podcast with me.
1: Oh, yeah, that was uh, Put you through the ringer, but crossing our fingers that this all pans out still. Oh,
0: man. Can you imagine if it doesn't? Nope. I don't know how many more times. Like, I can have equipment and things fail on me when i'm recording like after the second time i almost cried like and i'm not a crier anybody who knows me like i don't like express emotions that way a lot of the time and i almost cried so yeah so thank you for coming and doing this with me because curtis was not going to record it again (laughs) with me because of the first two failures so oh well thank you for asking that's good yeah and I know I haven't been around in months, but I launched a new clothing line and it's been going really well. And it's been really busy and awesome. And the podcast, because this literally costs me money to (laughs) produce and put out there into the world. Um, it got put on the back burner, but I'm, I love doing it. It just time, right. I'm not trying to say I'm the busiest human in the world, but like cleaning my house also got put on the back burner. (laughs) I don't even care about that either. (laughs) Okay. Um, Thanks for listening to all of our crazy ideas. And I hope that you guys survive the rest of this pandemic (laughs) with, you know, some sort of different outlook, motivation, whatever it is, and that maybe we helped you in some way. Head over to my Instagram page at sweat underscore effect for all of my insights, experiences, and daily doses of goodness. Until next time, keep on having fun and keeping fit.